Shalom, and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzchak Schiffman. Thanks for tuning into this podcast, and I hope you enjoy the Torah classes in it. Now, on to the episode. Moving on to the second section of Parshas Kisava, we're beginning at Ravii and Perek Chav Zayin, and we're going to extend till Perek Chav Ches. Now the Psukim here discuss, Moshe Rabbeinu tells the Jewish people about the crossing of the Yardin that's going to be in the future, and then the procedure of the different sets of stones, as well as the Brachas and Klalas and Hargrizim and Har Evo. So the Psukim tell us, when you cross the Yardin, says Moshe Rabbeinu, we're going to go with Rashi, how he learns here, is that there were three sets of stones that were going to be prepared and set up. The first set of stones was going to be erected and left in the Yardin. The second one was going to be in the Gilgal. And the third would be at Har Grizim and Har Evol um, during the procedure of the Brachas and Kalalas. Used it for Karbonos' sake. Now, the Psukim tell us here, it's a Rashi, there's three sets of stones. Rashi explains that, that uh, Moshe Rabbeinu tells the Jewish people what's going to happen. Rashi follows one of the Shittas in Sota that six of the Shvatim would go up to Har Grizim, six of the Shvatim would go up to Har Evil. And then, this was, again, predicting what would happen in the future. The Kohanim, the Levim, and the Aron would be standing in the middle. Um, they would turn towards Har Grizim and say a bracha. Rashi quotes from the Gemara. So, so they would say the bracha facing Har Grizim, and everyone would say Amen, meaning the six Shvatim and Har Grizim, and as well as those on Har Evil. Then they would turn to Har Evil and say the parallel klala, Aror Ha'ish, Asher Ya'aseh Pesel, etc., meaning one who makes an idol should be cursed. And they would do this back and forth until, as we listed in the Parsha here, 11 curses and blessings, which are not listed here, uh, will be filled, finished. First a bracha, then a klala. That's the, termino- that's the way that the Gemara explains. Rashi explains a couple of these curses, what they specifically are for the Averis that are mentioned here. And Rashi says something very interesting, which is that there were ele- there are 11 curses mentioned here, paralleling the 11 Shvatim. So it's a bit of a harsh idea that there was apparently 11 curses. Each one of the Shvatim received one, besides for Shevet Shimon. Because, as Rashi says here, Moshe, which we'll learn later in the Torah, at his, towards his death, he did not give... Shevet Shimon Bracha. And that was his intention. And because of that, he didn't want to give a curse now, since he wasn't blessing him, he didn't want to give him a bracha either. Could be, the idea here is, similar to what the Gemara and Sota talks about when giving Musr, how you should be your your small doich and yamin mikareves, which means your left hand should push away and your right hand should bring close. The idea is, is that Musr needs to be given in a way that it's clearly shown that there's an element of love and affection associated with it. So perhaps, regarding Shevet Shimon, who wasn't going to receive a bracha at the end of Moshe's life, he didn't want to have an associated curse. The other Shvatim who were going to get a bracha, there could be an associated harshness or curse, because that doesn't necessarily send the wrong message. But Shimon, there's not going to be a bracha, so there wasn't a klala either. And uh, Rashi just finishes off on Pasuk Chavav. He says, Asher Yakim. This included all of the Torah, actually. As the Gemara in Sota goes through the Cheshbon, this was a third time, actually, in Arvos Moav, when the Jewish people accepted on themselves all of the mitzvos, making sure that they would keep all of it in its entirety. 
Okay, we're stopping here, Be'ez Hashem, at Perik Ches, and we'll pick up tomorrow with the third section um, from Perik Ches. Everybody have a wonderful day.